ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Podcast. Children of all ages, boys and girls, dogs and kitties, let me introduce you the host, the one, the only, Philip. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Podcast. This is episode number 31. And today, we're going to talk about the Chicago, both Chicago Bears and San Francisco 49ers football. And today, I have a guest who we will talk about with me. Uh, he's no stranger to this podcast. He's the owner of the WindyCityChronicle.com, Thomas Gibbons. Welcome to the show, man. Welcome back. Hey, Phil, what's up, man? How you, how you been? Oh, I've been doing good, man. How about you? Uh, I've been doing good myself, ready for uh, another weekend of football. It's been, oh. uh, it feels like it's been forever since the Bears played. Since, oh, you know, yeah, I know. It's been, yeah, it's been a week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and speaking of the Chicago Bears, they oh, for the recap a little bit, with week one when they play against um, the Green Bay Packers at Chicago, and I, I watched the entire game. And I thought their defense was, even though despite they lost ten to three, the final score. We will talk about the offense. The defense is elite. I'm, I'm going to go as far as say it's elite. It's remind me of the 2011-2012 49ers defense. Um, but their offense has been <laughs> somewhat, but uh, so bad. But what, what are your thoughts on that game from what happened week one? Um, yeah, so I, I totally agree with you, you know, about the defense. You hold any team in the NFL to 10 points in a game, you got a good chance to win it. But, you know, you got to be able to put points on the board. And, you know, last year the Bears were, you know, again, they were very fortunate with, you know, uh, a great defense to, you know, back their young quarterback in Mitch Trubisky as he, you know, continued to develop. You know, he wasn't going to be a star, you know, when he first started out in Nagy's offense and the defense was there to, you know, pick up the slack and, they had a lot of, you know, defensive scores, which helped out the offense tremendously. But, you know, we saw, you know, last Thursday night, just the offense, you know, they couldn't get it going. You know, there was there was a good chunk of penalties. There was a good chunk of, um, you know, I'd, I'd probably say, you know, bad stretches of play calling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Trubisky didn't, um, you know, he didn't take care of the football. You know, I think he only, he only had one pick. But there was a possibility, Phil, for, you know, I'd say about three or four of them. That mm-hmm. they were lucky that that didn't go, you know, against them there. Um, you know, poor decisions with the football, um, overthrew a couple guys. So, you know, it was a lot of, you know, it was a lot of what ifs because, you know, you know, the game could have could have totally won a different way, you know, if the Bears executed a little better. Um, you know, the O-line play wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, Phil, there was a lot of things that went into, you know, the Bears only putting up three points. And you know yeah. the def- the defense gave him every the, the defense gave him every single chance to win. I mean, you got to remember. I mean, the Packers' offense wasn't that great either. I mean, yeah. their third quarter was just abysmal. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't. You know, again, they weren't doing anything special over there too. They were having their own, um, you know, problems with you know the first game under Lafleur and you know their play calling decisions and the Bears were you know Leonard Floyd got was you know Leonard Floyd was doing his thing all night. Yeah. So, um, you know, the Bears have their chances, and, you know, I'm hoping this week, week two, we're, you know, we're going to Denver. We got, you know, 325 kickoff tomorrow that, you know, Mitch Trubisky has, you know, a little, you know, maybe uh, kind of, you know, a little bit of a wake-up call, I'd say. You know, we're, you know, we'll learn from week one, get back into it week two. And uh, there was a post today on uh, my website, Windy City Chronicle, uh, 
Johnny, uh, Johnny put one up there. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, you know, he, you know, let Mitch Trubisky do his thing. You know, you gotta, you know, Nagy's gotta let Mitch play within his strengths and, yeah. you know, the play call's gotta be, you know, get Mitch rolling out of the pocket, maybe some, maybe get some QB runs in there and, uh, you know, let him play to his strengths. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and that offense was just ugly on week one. Um, it's like everything can go out and there's some opportunity they could score a touchdown. I remember, like close to, I don't remember what yard it was, but close to the end zone, and that's where he threw that interception, uh, Trubisky. Uh, and well, to credit Green Bay's defense has been better than I thought it would be, you know. And I and I, if I remember correctly, I look at the stats and I saw the David McGurry, who the Bears drafted this past year draft. He only had what one carry in the second half. Is that correct? Yeah, Phil. That was that was another thing that you know blew a lot of people's minds. Is why weren't they? You know, they weren't feeding Montgomery. You know, uh, Montgomery yes. saw uh, a good amount of reps in his first preseason action. You know, there was you know there was thoughts he was going to get treated as a starter, and maybe not played a lot. But you know, guys like Montgomery and Ridley, you know, they should have got more snaps than I thought they did in the preseason, given it's their first year of NFL ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Montgomery had what was it? Maybe seven carries the entire night. That's it just it's I don't think it's it's not a recipe for success, Phil. It doesn't matter who you got back there. You gotta establish the run yeah. game. Um, you know, when I when we talk about establishing the run game, you know, I looked over at the at the Indianapolis Colts um and what Frank Reich was doing in week one. Um Marlon Mack had twenty five carries mm-hmm. and they went to overtime. So, you know, it's it's a good recipe for success to set up the run game because then it sets up the pass game. It really sets up the play action game because you got the linebackers biting on the run, mm-hmm. you know, over committing to the run. So, yeah, I mean, you got to hope that the Bears get more carries for, you know, Montgomery. And then they, you know, they signed Mike Davis to $3 million. And, you know, Tariq Cohen is maybe more of a receiving back. But you still got to get him carries, you know, whether it's, you know, outside runs or or stuff inside. I mean, just because he's a little guy doesn't mean that he can't run, you know, some zone concepts. So, you know, I want to see, you know, the Bears run the ball a little bit better. And especially, you know, if you're in Denver and you're high altitude and, you know, the weather factors in a little bit, it's going to be a little bit hotter Then you know, why not, you know, get the run going early and then it opens up, you know, a lot more for, for Trubisky in the offense later in the yeah, game. And, and another guy, I didn't realize what, uh, there's no, I don't think he, he wasn't that much target is uh, wide receiver Anthony Miller in that game for week one. Is he injured? Yeah. Right. You know, I, no, he was there, you know, um, they were, they asked them, I think they asked his position coach or something this week about him. And, you know, he missed some time in, he missed some time in training camp in the preseason and getting ready for week one because, you know, he was still lingering with injury. I mean, was he not, you know, he only had, I think, 16 or 17 snaps, but I remember from the snap count. But, you know, was did they not feel his conditioning was ready? Did they feel like he wasn't ready in the ready to go yet full speed in the offense? But, yeah, you know, I'm sitting there on the couch with, you know, watching the game and I'm like, where the heck is Anthony Miller? He, the guy had, you know, what, seven touchdowns last year. Mm-hmm. He was a threat, you know, when he was on the field, you know, Trubisky was looking his way. They were getting some connection going. And I thought, you know, with Montgomery, with Montgomery ready to run the ball, um, addition of Mike Davis in the backfield is another running back, get, you know, a, a guy who can run and catch out of the backfield, um, a wide receiving core with Anthony Miller, um, I was hoping Trey Burton would have been ready. You know, Allen Robinson, you add in Cordell Patterson as a gadget guy. I thought the Bears were going to put up a ton of points in the opener. I mean, I predicted, like, the Bears would win, like, 31-28 or something. You know, I, I threw that out there on Twitter and in my um, in my um, pregame matchup post on my website. I mean, I thought they were going to throw the ball 
I thought they were going to throw the hell out of the ball and then, you know, establish the run and get some scores that way too. But yeah, I mean, three points was, it was, it was bad yeah. just considering the play calling and they just, they couldn't get in rhythm. You know, the defense put them in some good field position at times and they just, they couldn't get anything out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully it improves in week two, which we'll talk about. I see like a lot of overreaction <laughs> after week one, the games, the Bears like, ah, oh, Trubisky sucked. Let's, we make a big mistake training up. And this is yeah. just week one. Um, you can say about any right, team. Phil. I mean, that's yeah. People love to overreact. That's you know, that's what Twitter is nowadays. A lot of people overreact, and I mean, you know, put all the overreacting aside. You know, you, when you turn on the film, there is there obviously is going to be worries. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. you know. Part of us as fans are. We try to be critics. We try to be the professionals. Yeah. And say, yeah, I mean, this, you know, you know, we try to speak our minds that you know we're correct, and you know, nobody else is. It's just you know what you know what we try to do. We're trying to pick apart you know, Trubisky, just like analysts are. So, mm-hmm. um, but let's transition over to your 49ers. How about, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I was watching that game against the Buccaneers. It was a ugly game, a ugly, ugly game. Um, I don't know if you've seen this game, watched it. Probably you have when your game pass and I'll ask your, your thoughts on it in a while, in a minute. And four nice defense has been great, but you know, this, the, it was a little bit slow with the pass rush, but it started to pick up. Bosa got one sack with his debut, which is not bad. And I believe three, I can't remember how many tackle loss. And, but he, he could have two more sacks, but he, he missed the opportunity. Um, and then it's pretty great to have two edge rusher pin on the quarterback ear, putting pressure. We haven't had that since 2011, 2012 around there back in the days. And the offense, hmm. I want to say it's bad, but I don't think it's great. It could have been better. There's, but there's like a lot of penalties, a lot of nonsense. I was getting close to pulling my hair off <laughs> with these penalties. <laughs> um, but what are, your, what are your thoughts on it? On the the Forty uh, Nineers? Um, yeah, you know, Phil, I watched a little bit on Game Pass. I didn't really watch a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, some other games, but uh, yeah, obviously, you know, the offense was subpar, but the defense played well. I mean, you picked off Winston three times. Uh, Two were going back for a touchdown, mm-hmm. so that was good to see. You got, you know, you got the defense going. And again, I mean, if it, if if it's going to be like the Bears last year, you want that defense to help out. You know, Garoppolo as much as he can, as he, you know, it's only what year? It's a uh, year two under Shanahan. Yeah, and he was hurt last year, right? Yeah. So, you know, he's still got maybe a little more work than you know he would need if he was playing. You know, playing last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, he had you know. Kittle had eight receptions for 54 yards. Yeah. So, you know, the, the connection there from Garoppolo to Kittle, Kittle is going to be something to watch. And there's a lot of other, um, you know, weapons you got, you know, Godwin. Uh, yeah, Goodwin. And, um, you know, I like the running backs you got, too, you know, Coleman and Burrito. So, you know, I mean, I'll be keeping an eye on the 49ers as I, I do a lot of teams. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it, it was a statement win for the defense, for sure. You got to you got to Winston. You know, you, you, you know, put him into – to force some bad throws, and I mean, yeah, it was a good win for the 49ers, and I wish I was in the win column too, Phil. Yeah, but, uh, we'll, have to see, we'll have to see this week. Yeah, well, it was the um tra- transfer to the to the Bears coming up tomorrow against the the Broncos. On they're, they're on the road, is that correct? Yeah, we're uh we're in the mile high. Yeah, yeah, we're on the road, and they're playing against the Broncos. And you know, I saw the Broncos game against the Raiders last Monday, and they look <laughs> not that great. Not that great on both ends. Um, I think 
a lot of people will say on Twitter, and I saw like a lot of Bears fans say, the Bears better outscore the Broncos the way they play against the Raiders last week. And all right, and, I, and just that we'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe maybe it will pick up. The offense will be better because, you know, the head coach, he's the former defensive coordinator for the the Chicago Bears last year. And, yeah, Vangelo. Vangelo. And I, I believe I saw in the interview that Nagy said, stated that he's not going to use all the playbook that he's familiar with. He's got to use some new playbook. He <laughs> was joking something. Um, yeah. Did you catch that one? I did. I did see that little uh, little witty comment there. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, when you, I'll go ahead. When you go back and look, when you go back and look, so about what the Raiders did to the Broncos. I mean, they got the running game going. Ricky Josh Jacobs had twenty three carries, and he had two scores. Mm-hmm. And they they pressured Joe Flacco. I mean, they got to him. They had three. I'm looking at the box score right now. They had three sacks, five QB hits, and then like you go over to the Broncos, they had no sacks, and they got guys like Von Miller and, and um, Bradley Chubb coming off the edge. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the Raiders Raiders did a good job in Week One. You know, keeping Carr clean. I mean, Carr was twenty two for twenty six. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that, that's pretty good. That's a 94.1 QBR. Yeah. So, I mean, the Raiders the Raiders did well in week one. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing more from Josh Jacobs. And then um, uh, Darren Waller, you know, one of the stars of the Hard Knock show this year, he, he had seven catches for 70 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot to like from the Raiders. I mean, they, they showed us what, um, I guess, what, you know, the Broncos were in week one. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it, – Tino team's different week to week. No, but, yeah. I mean, I want to say that right now that the Bears' O-line is better than the Raiders' O-line. Mm. You know, the Bears got a really good solid group. Mm. And if the Raiders can't control the Broncos' um, front seven, I, I sure to hell hope the Bears can. Yeah. You know, I thought the Bears were going to do a much better job versus the Packers. I mean, the Packers have some nice pass rushers. You know, they have a nice front seven, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, it's their secondary that's young. And then it's not, you know, up to par is what maybe they want it to be. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm still – I'm ready to – I mean, I moved on from week one, you know, a while ago. Yeah. Focused on the Broncos. I know Vic Vangio is, you know, you know, he knows he knows what's going on at House Hall. He's got a good feeling of what they're going to do. But um, it's really – you know, down the road it really doesn't matter. The, you know, Nagy's going to hopefully call a better game. And, yeah. you know, the Broncos, got, the Broncos got to stop, you know, the multiple playmakers that the Bears have. And if you know, I really hope Burton's there because then that's just another weapon that the, the Broncos got to worry about. Because you know what, I mean, Phil, when you got a ton of weapons, you know this. I mean, when you're when the Broncos are out there and the Bears are throwing out Allen Robinson, Trey Burton, uh, Cohen, and then you got Montgomery in the backfield. I mean, who you can who are you gonna stop? Yeah, you double you double somebody, someone else is going to one on one coverage. Yeah, that's true, right? It's like when you know, going against you know, like Khalil Mack and Leonard Floyd. Okay, let's let's double Khalil Mack. Well, then you got a one-on-one inside with Hakeem Hicks, and he's he's going to get home to the quarterback a good amount of the time. So, it's it's hard, you know. Every team has weapons, and you know it's hard for you know to key, key in on just one of them because then you're leaving somebody else for a one-on-one coverage, you know, down the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so Burke, I know Burton's injury. Is he question question mark for tomorrow's game? Yeah, he's questionable. Yeah. You know, he's he's still got that groin issue. And, you know, the Bears are saying that it's not part of that sports hernia surgery he had over the offseason. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I remember, um, you know, Trey Burton wasn't doing much, you know, in, you know, in camp. And he obviously didn't do anything in the preseason. You know, Nagy was like, I'm protecting him for week one. Mm-hmm. And then week one came and he was still in the injury report. You know, so there's a lot. There was a lot of question marks going around. And 
you know, it all it all could have been silenced if, you know, he played week one. Yeah. But, you know, here we go into week two. You know, it wouldn't be a good look if he doesn't play again, you know, because then that's two straight weeks of him not playing. And he's, you know, he's got a nice – um. He's got a nice contract there, Phil, for being the number three tight end in Philly. So yeah, yeah. I, I I just hope he plays. I mean, he had again. I think he had six or seven scores last year. I mean, you know, Trubisky found him a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like last week with. Uh, I mean, considering the offense was terrible, I mean, Trubisky and Robinson were hooking up. Oh, yeah. you know, quite a bit. So when you get, you know, you have that going into week two, and you get Burton back. Hopefully, Anthony Miller gets more snaps. I mean, it's it's a recipe for success. They just got to call a good game, and Trubisky's got to execute it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And if they can't execute tomorrow against the Broncos, I think they'll pull off the victory against the Broncos. Because Broncos, I guess they're okay in terms of talent, but I think the Bears have a better talent than the Broncos right now. Um, besides, they have Fawn Miller and Chubbs, which I'm surprised they didn't get any sack last week against the Raiders. But to the Raiders' credit, they did a good job protecting Carr. Um, yeah, they, they, they really did. Yeah. yeah, and hopefully the Bears can do a good job protect Trubisky. Um, did did Trubisky got sacked on uh, week one? I can't remember. How many how many sacks did the Packers get? Are you saying? Yeah. Um, I mean they got they got home they got home to Trubisky quite a bit. Right. You know, let me uh, let me go back let me go back to the box burner so we can we can actually talk numbers. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, Packers had five sacks, Phil. That's not that's not good. That's not how you're gonna. Yeah, you're not gonna win ball games doing that. Eleven QB hits. I mean, Trubisky was getting eaten, eaten alive out there. Yeah, they they need to step up. The offensive linemen need to step up and protect him because they facing Chubbs and Fawn Miller, who are tremendous edge rushers. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, looking at the what the Packers got. I mean, that you could say that those guys were a cakewalk compared to what they're walking into this week. Yes, I mean, this is a whole different level of pass rushers. You're right. Yeah, definitely, and hopefully they'll do a good, better job protect the quarterback and a, a good, better job of play calling uh, for Nagy's part, and Trubisky has to do his part, and I think they can pull it off, get Anthony Miller involved more, um, hopefully Burton plays, get the winning game going, but it's McGarry, Tink, um, Davis, you know. Um, what's your prediction for the Bears for tomorrow? Um, you know, again, I said they would score 31 in week one, then you look, look how far off it was that. But, uh, so, you know, tomorrow I'm going to say I'm probably going to go maybe a lower trajectory in points. Okay. You know, maybe they score, you know, maybe twice. So maybe they get around that 17 to 20 mark. You know, that's what I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, low ball it, Phil, because I just, you know, I don't know what, I don't know who's going to show tomorrow. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, your, uh, 49ers got, uh, they got Cincinnati tomorrow? Yeah, on the road again. <laughs> on the road. <laughs> on the road again. All right. Yeah, week one, we open on the road. And then week two, we go open on the road against the Bengals. I believe A.J. Green is out. Isn't he out with the injury? I think, I think so. So you you, know, you got to worry about you got to worry about Tyler Boyd and John Ross out there. So yeah. that's your two big receivers. Two big, stop. Yeah, and the secondary was doing pretty good last year. I mean, not last year. Uh, last week, especially Witherspoon. Because Redisburg was terrible last year, last season, and he's getting burned, getting burned. But he was tremendous week one, which is yeah surprising for me. And we got to have Tyson Furrett come uh, play his first game tomorrow. He's clear to play for week two. Um, that will help yeah, for the secondary. Get, so uh, Yeah, you're, you're, getting, you're getting healthy back there. And, um, I mean, Dalton threw for 418 last week. Yeah. So, 
you might have your work cut out for you. Yeah, <laughs> And you got to worry about and you got to worry about Joe Mixon out of the backfield too. Oh, definitely. So. And this uh, would be a good game. Go, go ahead. That should be a good game. Maybe uh, I I don't know who I got tomorrow. I got Xfinity, so you know I don't got the whole NFL ticket package. But oh. If I'm if I get if I'm lucky enough to watch the 49ers here, I will before uh my 3:25 kickoff for the Bears. Oh, the Bears play on the 3:25 game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, I'll catch on. Uh, I'll catch that. I'll catch some 49ers this week on Game Pass. I love watching the all 22 stuff, and mm-hmm. we can we can talk about it for sure. Definitely, definitely, and yeah, and the one thing I want to talk about the 49ers defense that's need to be fixed because last week they could get won over by the um who was it the Buccaneers running back uh Mono whatever his name is keep went Ronald Jones yeah there you go and then they can't stop the run and their run defense is not being it's being below average and they keep running and that needs to be improved. Um and I'm worried about it with against Mick Dix mixing um uh, against the Bengals running back which is tomorrow and if that if they can't stop the run, that's gonna cause a lot more problems later on. Uh, once the you know season progress the next few weeks, because one defense is important, you know, because yeah, I mean, it opens up the passing game, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Go, going back to your point, Phil, about they gotta work on getting the run stop. Is let's look ahead at the schedule. They got Bengals. That's Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard. Um, they got the Steelers week three. That's James Conner. Um, next they go, they got the Browns at home. That's uh, Bradley Chubb. They, that's uh, Nick Chubb, right? Yep. And then they got the Rams and Todd Gurley. I mean, they got a lot of weapons to stop in the upcoming weeks. And like you said, it's good the secondary is getting healthy. Yep. But um, they're going to have a lot of – they're going to have some versatile running backs that they got to try and keep under wraps. <laughs> I mean, the, they gave up over 120-plus in rushing last week to the to – the, to the Buccaneers combined with, you know, with Barber and uh, Ronald Jones and Winston had a, had a few rushing yards here and there, but uh, yeah, I mean, look at, you know, James Conner, he's a dual threat. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Chubb out of, out of Cleveland and then Todd Gurley, he's, um, I mean, he's, he's, he can do it all. So yeah, hopefully your front seven stays healthy. Cause you know, you drop a few guys there and then you're in trouble. Secondary has got to be important again, going against guys like Juju and then, I mean, Cleveland, you got Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, right away in the beginning of the season here, it's it's a big test for your 49ers, but you get consistent play out of Garoppolo. You have, you know, you get your defense to stay healthy and, you know, guys show up and have big games. I mean, man, if Richard Sherman could be, a, you know, if he's a pro bowler again this year, it's a win-win for you guys. Definitely. definitely. And he was, so, he was pretty good on week one. Um, got yeah, his first interception yeah, yeah. finally. <laughs> Had some flashbacks to the Legion of Boom there week one. Oh, that gave me nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet it did. <laughs> that gave me nightmares. Oh, my God. Uh, I remember it's still weird to me to see Sherman on the 49ers uniform. It's still weird to me. And when, he, yeah. when he, he got that interception last week and scored a touchdown, I was like, man, that's weird to see that. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm used to being the in the bright green of the Seahawks, him and Earl Thomas. I mean, it's. Missed the Legion of Boom, man. Yeah. Went by too quick. Too quick. Yeah, really, man. And there were a great secondary. Um, but, yeah, um, I hope the 49ers step up on the run defense tomorrow. I mean, we got some – we got Armstead, who's pretty solid, stopped the run. We, Solo Thomas, I think they play him too much on the outside. He only played 12 snaps, though. Uh, last week, I believe, 12 snaps. Solomon Thomas only played 12 snaps for you guys? Yep. Uh, last time I checked, yeah, that's why I checked that uh, last week. He only played twelve snaps, and I'm like, why? 
only played 12 snaps. He needs to play more, but don't play from the outside because he's not good from the outside. Play from the inside because he's better off playing from the inside to stop the run. Right. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't been too impressive in his pro career, Phil. No. I mean, how what what's your what's your patience level there? And I mean, would you be willing to move on from him tomorrow? I mean, he you know he hasn't really done much for you. What's your what's your stance on on him right now? Right now, I think to be fair, he needs to play more than twelve snaps. But he needs to play more from the inside than outside. Have him play the inside. Stay away from the outside because he's no edge rusher. We did try that last year, and and that's what he's been terrible. I think he's, I think they misuse him somewhat. But if things don't work out, I think it's better to trade him. If we can get him, like say for example, Dolphins um, safety. Fit, What's his name that he wants to be traded? Uh, Mitch Minka, yeah. Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, <laughs> that's my dream, but that's not gonna help happen. <laughs> dream doesn't come uh-huh. true. They say dream come true. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> but so, Thomas, I want him to play more inside, and then I'll make sure because I honestly think they kind of misuse him because they keep playing him from the outside most of the time. And end of last season, close to the end of last season, he was starting playing well. They were playing him inside. That's just me. Yeah, I mean the 49ers run, you know, they run a four three. Do you think he'd bet he'd be better suited in a three four? Maybe as like, you know, a Leonard Floyd type, you know, you know, standing up instead of putting his hand on the ground? That's what that I remember I was asking uh one of my guests uh I think it was a month ago. And I think maybe it's better from the three four, but um for him, I think he's better off the three four def- defense than the four three. But if if that if he can't play from the front from the system we have right now, we probably have to trade him. Right. I mean, you know, it's but at the same it's time. crazy. It's crazy though. You can think like you know a first round pick. You know this. You know this huge athlete. You know he can't. You know sometimes if you switch systems, you know you get a better use out of a player. You know he should be a freak. You know whether his hands on the ground or not, mm-hmm. but. That's just how times are, you know. People look into, you know, the measure, you know, the measurables, and you know, he fits here, he fits there, he doesn't fit here, he no way he fits there, you know. They, you know, like, you know, we keep playing this kind of game, but I mean, I'd, I'd, I expected more than three, what, three sacks from him, yeah. Um, in his first year, right? I mean, that's all he pulling up the stats. Yeah, twenty seventeen, he only had three sacks. Yeah, and last last year he had one. And he played in all sixteen games. Yeah, and it's just maybe, maybe it is the system. But I will say this: Armstead, his contract expired next year or after this year, after this season. I'm wondering if we move Solomon Thomas to his position, maybe give him another shot. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Um, when I was asking one of my guests last month, uh, he don't he expect Armstead not coming back and maybe maybe move to Th- Thomas from the from his position, like from the inside, right? Yeah, or you, you know, you got you got a guy in the Forest Buckner. That's definitely, sure. definitely, yeah. And we need to extend but, uh, Buckner and, too. Yeah, so I mean, maybe you move on from Thomas. You know, it might you know it hurts as a former first round pick that you got to move on from him. But um, you, you know, he's not, he's not, you know, he's not cutting it. So you got to again, is there any trade value left? I don't know. I don't know. You know, you got to you got to start calling up three four teams. Yeah, because you know he's not fitting in the four three. So definitely. That's something. That's something to watch, especially if he, again, you know, the, does the low snap count indicate that 
there's no trust in him right now. You could argue that. You could put some argument to that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But we'll have to see what happens there. Yeah. Well, we can always trade him to the Bears for one of your one of your safeties. <laughs> uh, I'm good. I'm good, Phil. I'm rolling with my Alabama guys for now. <laughs> you can trade. I like what I got going no. back there. <laughs> we we want Eddie Jackson. There, you only need Eddie Jackson. That's good. <laughs> yeah, we right. We'll just start Deion Bush. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, man. I I love Eddie. I I love Eddie. I know. I know. You mentioned on Twitter that you love Eddie Jackson. He's he's tremendous safety. Tremendous. Oh and... my gosh. Yeah. I mean, just looking back and the fact that the Bears got him so late in the draft class. Oh. I mean, it's all because you know he he broke his leg his senior <laughs> at Alabama, <laughs> and you know he fell because of you know his health concerns. But like, man, if he stayed healthy, he would have been a, a first round talent. Yeah, but you know the Bears were you know lucky enough that you know they um, they took a chance on him and you know he's he started to shine right away and he's gonna he's gonna get paid when the, when the Bears pay him you know you can't keep everybody but Eddie Jackson's a vital part of the defense and I'm glad that you know I'm st- I'm glad we got him I'm re- I'm really glad we got him he's more, he's one of my favorite players on the team yeah for sure definitely definitely and that was that's a that was a steal from the Bears. Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, you could argue that's the biggest steal of his draft class. Oh, easily, definitely. And you know, with him and Ha Ha Dick, um, Ha Ha Clinton, that who you guys pick up on the free agency, um, and plus Kyle Fuller on the secondary, you guys have a solid secondary group. Um, and I, yeah, I, and, I mean, it's, it's a very strong secondary. I mean, Ha Ha Clinton Dix mm-hmm. had his struggles in Green Bay, and when he went to Washington, but. You know, you know, Pagano should have some stuff dialed up for him. You know, we saw what Pagano did with the likes of Ray Lewis and, you know, Ed Reed with his time in Baltimore. Yeah. So I'm hoping, you know, he's got he's got the same kind of bag of tricks, you know, with with the guys we got. I mean, he's I can't wait to see what he does with Roquan Smith, man. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Roquan is going to have a nice year and not just because of scheme, but because of his physical traits. I mean. The first series versus the Packers, he had the first two tackles, and he got everybody going. I mean, he was flying to the ball. He's running alleys. He's super aggressive, mm-hmm. and he, he can run. He can run with some. He can run with slot receivers. He's not a slow dude. No. So I mean, Roquan Smith. I mean, I'm excited to see what he becomes. I mean, he's like, he he's he's going to be the best linebacker. Hopefully, the best middle linebacker we're going to have since Herlacher. I mean, he's he he's got a lot of that like kind of you know kind of physical tools and a lot of pressure on them, you know, from just, you know, our standpoint that we kind of, we got to hold down, we got to start holding down the middle linebacker spot. We got our edge rushers. We got our secondary, mm. you know, we got to, we got to have a man in the middle. We got to. Yeah. And you know who you remind me of? Smith. And I don't know, maybe you agree, maybe not. You remind me of Patrick Willis. Patrick. Yeah. I, there, there's a lot that you could, you could match up a lot of physical traits with Roquan and Patrick Willis. And if Roquan was Patrick Willis by the end of this year, if that's his, if that's his cap, like ceiling as a player, sign me up. Phil. Oh, definitely. Sign me up. definitely. And I remember in that draft class, there's a lot of mock draft who have Smith. Well, uh, well, I can't say his first name. Uh, Smith drafted to the 49ers at the, that draft class at that time. And, I would be happy at the time because we we he'd be like our version of Patrick Willis, um, and then and I know a lot of Forty Nine fans want them to draft him, but you know the Bears draft him, uh, drafted him, and you guys set for it for a long time. 
Now, I know he won't command a lot of money once his contract is about to be up. He's going to have a <laughs> get paid big. Who? Roquan? Yes. Yeah. And that's 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 where it's going to get hard. You know, down the road, you know, after the season, you got to start thinking, do you want to pay Mitch Trubisky? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you got to pay Eddie Jackson at some point. Yeah. You got Khalil Mack's big contract in there. Yeah. You know, it's it's – it's unfortunate, Philly. You can't keep everybody. Nope. And, there, you know, the next couple of years, we're going to see somebody that the Bears fans love that they just can't keep. Definitely. And is, is that going to be, you know, is that going to be Roquan? I'm throwing that out there because it could be true. Yeah. When If you pay Trubisky the likes of Russell Wilson and golf money, now he's got to show you a lot in the next 15 games plus playoffs if he's going to get that money, if he's going to get that kind of money, Phil. Definitely. But, yeah, I mean – are you going to lose a guy you like, like Leonard Floyd? You're going to lose a guy like Roquan Smith. If Ha Clinton Dix becomes this all-pro safety with Eddie Jackson, and you can't afford him because you'd rather pay Jackson, the younger player, you're going to lose Dix. I mean, there's, it's the reality of the league. I mean, it's like looking at hockey when it's like looking at you know hockey back in the day with the salary cap era. You know, we still call it the salary cap era today, which is crazy because back in the day the cap used to be around fifty something million. Now it's at eighty million and growing. Yeah. You know, when the Hawks won their first title in you know twenty ten and they lost, you know, they lost a lot of guys. You know, everyone's you know the salary cap era. You know, the Hawks can't keep everybody. That's what happens when you win championships. But uh, it's I mean it's going to be the same thing in the NFL. You know, because you're you're paying your left tackle, your quarterback, and your right and your outside linebacker the most amount of money on anybody on the team, and that's going to eat up a third third of your cap. And then you got to try and pay everybody else. It's it's a hard task to do. And I, you know, I I wouldn't want to be a GM when it comes down to decision making and decision time. You know, definitely. And we'll, we'll see the next few years. It'll be interesting what the Bears gonna do regarding who's going to get paid, who's going to be let go, everything. I think the one thing to keep an eye on regarding quarterback is Prescott. Once Prescott get paid, that's probably where Trubisky is going to get at, or maybe more. Yeah, point good. Yeah, that's a good point, Phil. You know, we always talk about that, especially, like, looking at, like, any any league we do that. And, you know, like, you know, someone gets paid, oh, you know, a guy of his caliber is on a different team at his mm-hmm. age. That's the contract to base it off of. But – I mean, yeah. I mean, who got, you know, Wilson got paid and then yeah. um, Goff got paid. You know, Goff got went off of Wilson's. And uh, you're right. I mean, Dak, has Dak done anything remarkable? No. Has Trubisky done anything remarkable? No. I mean, they've each, have, they've each had plenty of success. You know, Dak's got some weapons around him. Trubisky got some weapons. Mm-hmm. So, but, I mean, is Dak going to break – golf's record of guaranteed money i mean i guess that's what it is for quarterbacks it's just everyone's trying to break everybody else's record and you know what did what did golf get like 110 guaranteed i believe yeah i think so i mean i'm not i'm not giving that big a check to trubisky tomorrow no so that's where that's where you know it i mean that's where it's hard i mean what you're gonna go up to trubisky and say yeah we can only give you about 50 million guaranteed like that's where we're comfortable at yeah Guys don't want that. Yeah, you know it's it's either this is your guy or you got to start over again. Definitely. And you know you don't want to start over again with 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 Nagy's on. You know with Nagy and he's supposed to, you know, be grooming Trubisky to be the next. You know, you know, you know, good to elite quarterback in the league. And I don't know, Phil. We got 15 games plus. You know, hopefully playoffs that we can find out if Trubisky's our guy or not. Yeah, so. and you know I did predict. You know my prediction changed. 
but before the season start, I even predict the Bears go to the Super Bowl, but losing the Super Bowl against uh, the Chargers. That's my prediction. You know, my final prediction before the season start. Before that, when I was have Chani as my guest, I I was predicting, I was being a homer, Bears in the NFC Championship against the 49ers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Phil, I'm with you, man. I love playing homer. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I enjoy it. Hey, nothing wrong with it, right? <laughs> it might as well, right. you know? And you never know. This is the NFL. You never know. Um, It's not like the NBA who, you know, NBA can be, Especially this season can be unpredictable, uh, but this is the NFL. Yeah. You just never know, you know. Um, you never know who's gonna go to the Super Bowl, who's gonna win. You never know. There are surprise teams every year, and you just don't know. Now, I ask everyone this, and I know week one, week two is tomorrow. What was your prediction for the Bears this season? Prediction for the Bears. Um... You know, you got to start off with getting back to the playoffs, Phil. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, I wasn't as vocal as a lot of people, other people were about jumping on this Bears Super Bowl train. Right. You know, there's a, a lot of places have to, a lot of pieces have to fall into place. And then again, they, you know, when you look at last year, you know, the Bears were very fortunate in not getting major injuries mm-hmm. that a lot of other teams suffered. So that, you know, it's going to happen where someone's going to get hurt and someone's got to step yeah. up. That's just the nature. That's the nature of life. That's the nature of the game. Yep. So you hope you don't, you hope that that injury doesn't strike you at the wrong time or it hits the wrong player, but it's, it's going to happen at some point. That's just, it's the sad reality. Definitely. Definitely. But, uh, you know, I can, I, you know, I can get behind Phil that, you know, bears Chargers Super Bowl. I think the bears could, if everything starts to click and their defense stays the way it is, as we saw in week one, mm-hmm. That you know they they could beat the likes of the Saints and yeah. you know who knows if the Packers or Vikings make a run or the Forty ers Your Forty ers start clicking on both sides of the ball and you know they start you know making their way through the NFC. But uh, don't count out yeah, the Cowboys. Yeah. I hate to say this, and I'm not a Cowboys fan. I hate this, I despise Cowboys fans. <laughs> don't count out them out. I hate to say it, but they were looking good week one. But that's just week one. Yeah, right. It's just week one. The Bears look terrible in week one. Mm-hmm. And they could go out and score forty points tomorrow, and that's you know it's the the narrative's going to change. So it's 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 a week to week league. You're, and you, you every week is there. Every week is uh, oh and oh. So oh yeah, you got, you got to win the week. Yeah, and this is a weekly basic injuries plays a part in any sport, and we just don't know what's going to happen. Um, I hope both of our teams play uh, win tomorrow. Um, on the road. Um. Sucks for my Niners had to go on the road again and don't play at home until next week, week three. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, right. And but we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I know you plans change for you. We we're originally we were supposed to talk about Lori Marketing and Sack Levine. Maybe we could do it some other time, unless you want to do it right now. Um, yeah, Phil, unfortunately, yeah. I, I told you before the show, I got I, my, my plans changed yeah. for the evening, yeah, but uh. I was, you know, I'm, I can, I'm ready to talk bulls anytime. I think we should get back on here. I, their first day of camp, I believe, is October first. I, I heard it's two weeks, isn't it? In two, two weeks. That's two weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. it's, it's coming. I, I, I think the last day of September. Let's, I'm opening up the calendar here. Um, let's see. Yeah, Monday, Monday, September 29th is media day. October first is first day of practice at the Advocate yeah. Center. Wow, that's in a couple of weeks. All right, man, time go by fast. Yeah, 
That's crazy. Huh. So yeah, I mean, I'd love Phil if if you would like to have me on Definitely. again. Uh, let's talk some Bulls before the camp starts because I am excited for the Bulls. I you know I love. I mean, did you see Sadoransky in the World Cup? I I didn't was able to watch it. Every time there's a game on there, it's like I was sleeping <laughs> because you know time zone. <laughs> right, you got to be up, you got to be up early or, or up late to watch those it, games. But Sadoransky played really well. That's what I heard. Um, yeah, he was. I'm really excited to see what Thaddeus Sun can do with the youngsters. Yeah. Um, Definitely. There's just so much to talk. There's so much to talk about. Wendell Carter. I mean, I just, I'm ready for the Bulls. Just like I, the Hawks started on Friday, <laughs> and the Hawks got a lot of new guys and a, you know, a, a younger look with, you know, Colleton and, you know, they still got the core guys, but you know, they got a lot of new faces. So, you know, I'm excited for all these, you know, football and hockey to be for basketball and hockey to be back, especially with, you know, my Cubs. <laughs> my Cubs have done well the past two days. They've been hitting the ball out of the park like, you know, it's going out of style, <laughs> but my confidence level to get out of the first round of the wildcard round of the playoffs is still fairly low right fairly now. Low, yeah. So I, I heard, I saw it on the Twitter on the DM with Johnny storm and it seemed like a big painful disappointment with the Cubs. I know I don't follow baseball. I used to watch baseball and I used to, I'm being like a jump. I'm such a bandwagoner. I used to be a Mets fan. And then, White Sox fan, then the Blue Jays fan, then the Yankees fan, and so on. So, <laughs> and then I lost interest watching baseball. <laughs> That's the way I am. My uncle yeah. is a big baseball fan, and I never tell you this, but my uncle has the opportunity to play for the Major League Baseball, but instead he go to the military. Mm. Yeah, well, he's supposed to be with hats me. off, hats off to him for for serving our country. But yeah, that I mean that's that is a hell of an opportunity. I mean, I I know very few people that have even come close to going. You know, I got one friend actually right now. Um, he was older than me in high school, but we played football together. He's actually in the minor league system oh, for the Detroit Tigers. Oh, wow. He's in like, you know, um, either rookie ball or like, you know, low A. <laughs> but, he, you know, he, he's chasing his dream. Yeah. And, you know, it's he's one of the few guys from my high school to even get close to the pro game. So it's it's especially baseball phil i mean you got you know summer ball you got low a middle a high a double a triple a i mean only the best of the best are ever going to make it out of there yeah. so hats off to you know anybody trying to work through it but oh, yeah definitely i uh i get your sense of baseball you know you're you your one team stinks you're trying to jump around and find somebody else i mean i mean geez phil i mean the amount of agony us cup fans have had before <laughs> you know theo and john before Theo and John Lester and Joe Manning came to town. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. But I, I made it through it and I got to see a title, but yeah, you know, I thought this, I thought the, the window for a title was going to be much longer, but you know, now looking at this year, you know, where, where it's gone with Joe Madden and the, you know, and just the overall consistency of the team. And mm-hmm. I, I just don't know. It's, it's going to be a big off season. It's going to be a strange one at that. Cause yeah. you, you could see some guys you like go away. I mean, it's, it's the, it's the reality. Yeah. Yeah, you think you think Theo's gonna get fired? No, no, I don't. I don't think Theo's job's in jeopardy, really. Okay. I mean, I think the front office has done a good job, you know, identifying talent. I mean, their draft picks. Some draft picks have been really strong. When you look at guys like Nico Horner, okay, um, they they got Chris Bryant. I mean, maybe Ian Happ still can do something for you. I mean, Kyle Schwarber, he's not the best guy at the plate, but he hits the long ball well for you. Um, I think Alberto Mora is not going to fit in the team's future, but no, I don't think it's gotten to that point, Phil, where Theo's job's in trouble. Okay. I think, you know, it's, it's Joe Madden where he's going to be 
he's going to, they're going to part ways and you're going to find somebody else. And okay. you might have to revamp the core, but we too, basically, I don't think it's, I don't think it's at Theo. I don't think it's at Theo's fault yet. Not yet. No. Not yet. Oh yeah. So, so pretty much you see Madden get fired while Theo stay, correct? Yeah, that's, that's what I think. Yeah. And I think, you know, it could be a, maybe kind of a, I don't know. I mean, we saw, you mean, if you followed it all, I mean, the Blackhawks made a lot of moves this offseason to try Ooh, okay. and, you know, as Stan Bowman tried to save, you know, a lot of people say, yeah, Stan Bowman's trying to save his job, and the Hawks are trying to salvage what they have left with, with Cannon Taze. So I think it's going to be maybe a lot of the same things with, you know, the Cubs and Theo. You know, Theo's going to make some moves to, you know, keep the championship window open where it should have been open for, for longer than we thought. You know, I thought the Cubs were going to win, you know, two titles in three years, mm-hmm. but... We're not on. We're not on on pace for that right now. So yeah, and you guys have young players like a lot of youth, correct? Yeah, I mean, you look at the youth. I mean, Chris Bryant's still fairly young. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got Javi Baez, Wilson Contreras, um, the new kid that came up, Nico Hoiner. He's got he's got um he's got two homers in two days for the Cubbies here on the homestand. Okay, and there's a lot of other young hitters. Um, just you know, the thing is, they the Cubs with Theo have not been able to develop really any young pitching. You know, oh. they've, they've had to sign guys with Hamels and Lester, and they got you Darvish, and you Darvish has been lights out since the All Star break. Mm-hmm. So you know, and Ky- oh man, Kyle Hendricks. How could I forget about Kyle Hendricks? I mean, the the Cubs have had the pieces in place. That's what's been so agonizing this year is that just you know they haven't gotten lucky when the you know it just they were never you know they were never putting anything really major together. They get hot and then they go cold and then someone gets hurt. Too inconsistent then. And it... yeah, the inconsistency was a big part. Like right now they got you know Javi Baez is going to be out for the year unless they make the playoffs. You what know? was his injury? Um, he's got I think it was a hairline fracture in his finger or something. Mm. Mm. So he was he's sidelined until they said you know Theo's like if we make the postseason he might be able to come back. Yeah, but if they don't make the postseason then you know we're not going to see Baez for the rest of the year. Um, yeah. you know like guys like Jason Hayward and Alberto Mora they've had flashes but you know nothing in terms of consistency of the plate. So it's it's been a rough year, Phil, especially with all the talent the Cubs have and one of the highest payrolls in baseball. You think that you know you could see some more consistency and yeah. you know another another run for the title, but. Talking Cubs is a whole different day, and yeah. you know I got I, I have a lot to unpack there, but we don't have the time. Yeah, <laughs> and you know I don't I don't talk about baseball very often. Uh, actually, this is the first time I talk about baseball since I started this podcast. So <laughs> I, I thought this would be that this is a good discussion regarding the Cubs, you know, and, and this is the first time we talk about baseball on the on this podcast because I know very little to nothing about baseball. Um, like I said, I used to watch baseball, but. I stop. Um, I I used to go to the minor leagues when I was a kid uh, to watch the games. The Paso Diablos. Now they changed the names for some reason. <laughs> so yeah, you know. But you know what? I I have an idea what ske- I can schedule you. We could talk about the Bulls. Maybe maybe next Saturday. Uh, you want to talk again next Saturday? You're thinking? Yeah, I can do that next Saturday. But I have a guest next Sunday, so I can't do it Sunday. Okay. Um. I'll uh, Phil. I'll let you know because you know we we, we okay. still got to talk our bowls. That's for sure. So. Yeah. Um, definitely. Definitely. I'll, I'll let you know, Phil, because I always enjoy coming on, and we're all you know we got into a nice conversation about the bear, the Bears and Forty ers today. So, it's yeah. always a good time with you, Phil. I always appreciate. Yeah. It. Definitely. Definitely. Now, now, before I'm gonna wrap this up, your final prediction for the Bears game tomorrow: win or lost? Final prediction. I'm saying the Bears bounce back. I am going Bears 
20, Broncos 17. Okay. They're on the road, correct? Yeah. Yep. We're, yeah, at, right. we're at yeah. Mile High. We're up in the high altitude, so we'll see how that works. <laughs> yeah, okay. 20, 17, final score. And I'm going to go ahead with my prediction with the 49ers. And watch me chinks it. So if I chinks it, Niners fan, don't come at me. <laughs> <laughs> so I predict 49ers win. Final score, 24 to 21. Okay. All right. I can I, my... I can see that. Jimmy G's going to sling the ball around a little bit. All right. Yeah. And, you know, keep in mind, I never mentioned this on the podcast. Let me mention this. Those penalties I mentioned last week, there was, there was, we could score like three or four touchdowns, but doesn't count because the penalties. Yeah, I mean those, those those kill you, man. They just they they. Yeah. But you got to walk back from the end zone. It hurts. I hear you. Yeah. So again, maybe yeah, that, maybe, and that, maybe you limit those penalties this week, Phil, and you guys are putting up forty points on the board. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? We'll we'll see what happens tomorrow. And if four eyes lose tomorrow, and you don't hear from me, you know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what happened. You turned you, you threw the computer against the wall. I know what happened. <laughs> oh yeah, well maybe worse. <laughs> Throw the TV at the wall. <laughs> now you can't watch the game next week. <laughs> nope, nope, I can't. <laughs> but anyways, it's good talking to you. We'll we'll work on the schedule to talk about the Bulls. Um, to wrap this up, this podcast is available on nine different platforms. Um, it's available on Anchor, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Uh, and Radio Public, Stitcher, Breaker, and I can't remember the last two. I can never memorize all nine because I'm old. <laughs> and you can listen to all nine different platforms on my podcast on every episode, including this episode, once it's uploaded. Um, also, follow me on Twitter, PDH10. Again, my Twitter is PDH10. Let's Talk Podcast has a Facebook page. Give it a like, follow up, and do me a favor. When given like a review of my what do you think of my podcast on my Facebook page and even on the Apple Podcast or I, I'm not sure the other platform has the review or anything. Given like a three star, four star, give it honest review, honest critics. What do you think about this podcast? I would, I would appreciate that. Um, is there anything you want to plug in your website, um, YouTube, Twitter, whatever? Um. Yeah, I, I guess I'll plug my Twitter. You guys can find me on Twitter at Thomas Gibbons underscore three. Um, I'll be I'll be tweeting tomorrow during the Bear game. I'll have a uh, I'll have an article or two up after the game tomorrow on WendyCityChronicle dot com. And uh, Phil, thanks again for having me. Looking forward to being on again soon. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for being on. And also next Sunday night, I will have a guest who who returns to this podcast, Jason. Early, who is the owner of 49scap.com. We're going to talk about the expectation of this upcoming season for the Houston Rockets. So, this is going to be interesting to talk about, especially with the newest acquirer of Russell Westbrook. <laughs> It'll be a lot of one-on-one. The season just saying. But anyways, <laughs> so that's to next Sunday night. And maybe, maybe, the, it's a big maybe, Thomas Gibbons may return next Saturday. Maybe that's a big maybe. I'm not making any problems. We'll see. We'll work things out. He'll let me know. And we'll talk about if the next season come back, he'll talk we'll talk about the bulls. But anyways, um have a good night, everyone. Uh don't throw your TVs at the wall if your team lose tomorrow. I should follow my own advice too, but probably not. <laughs> so so have a good night, everyone. Have a good rest of this week and peace out, everyone.